Last week, we began our journey together through Joshua as we considered how God wants to lead us through times of change and transition with courage. And this week, I want to pick up on that same opening passage and look at how God turns Joshua's attention away from himself and undoubtedly his own doubts or concerns about what God was calling him to do, away from himself and onto God. This week, I want to invite you to consider this. Practicing obedience will put you in a place where God can use you. That was the key point from last week's message. But when you get to that point, the way you find the courage to deal with the challenges, those transitions and changes, is by being focused totally on God and what he wants you to do. Have you ever been afraid of a new task or a new job? Have you ever wondered whether you are the right person for the job? Have you ever found yourself in a new situation? It's not uncommon for us all to find ourselves in those situations. Situations that are new or unknown or different. Changes come in life and it's not uncommon for people to find them challenging. And that can sometimes lead to fear. Now we might reasonably imagine that Joshua may have been feeling some of this right now. Moses had led the nation and he had led it well. And now God is calling Joshua to lead the nation of Israel. Moses had led his people out of Egypt and Joshua was going to lead his people into the new land. What an amazing task. But God knows what he's doing and he knows who he's dealing with. He knows Joshua and he knows that Joshua is up to the job. He just needs a bit of encouragement. And God tells Joshua in verses 6, 7 and 9, be strong and courageous. And then he tells him in verse 9, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. See, God knows Joshua. He knows everything about him because he created him and he's been preparing him for this time. When I was reading through this passage to prepare for today's message, I found myself asking, well, why does God say this to Joshua? Why does he say this three times? And I believe that the reason for it is that even though it's not written here, God knows that Joshua is feeling afraid and struggling to find the courage needed for the task ahead. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I don't think that God would need to say this if he didn't know that Joshua needed to hear it. And the great thing here is that God doesn't chastise Joshua for being human and feeling overwhelmed and fearful. Instead, he encourages Joshua. I think that sometimes we Christians get wrapped up in the idea that the fears and insecurities we have need to be hidden from God. And I believe that this is because in the world our fears and insecurities are so often seen as a sign of weakness and perhaps even taken advantage of. And so we hide them from people. But we need to know that God knows that we all have fears and insecurities. 
and he doesn't want to take advantage of them or punish us for them. He wants to come alongside us and encourage us, encourage us to know that he is with us wherever we go and through whatever we are dealing with or facing. Many of us will find ourselves at one time or another dealing with our own insecurities. Maybe God is calling you right now to something different, a new time. And it's okay to be fearful. But ultimately and eventually, we must come to realise that God is before us and behind us and alongside us. To remember that he's there to encourage us in what he has called us to do. And I want to encourage you to hold on to this truth, this word from God. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And I want to encourage you to hold on to it, because fear can often be the start of a journey away from God and away from God's plans for us. Fear can lead us to making bad choices and bad decisions in our lives. It might be the fear of conflict or the fear of shame. Perhaps it's the fear of failure or even the fear of loneliness. Fear can take hold of us and we can make decisions that might seem good in the world but which are bad from a kingdom perspective. And when our minds and our feelings tell us one thing, we must learn to trust in the truth that God has called us to this place and time, to this new situation and change. And we must listen to him. We must listen for his affirming, positive voice and trust that he will empower us to walk through it and to fulfil whatever he's purposed for us. This chapter is a wonderful example of the power of encouragement. It starts with God encouraging Joshua. And because Joshua is listening to God, he's not only a receiver of encouragement, but also a giver of encouragement. In the verses that follow, we read how Joshua is able to encourage his own leaders and commanders who would, in turn, encourage the rest of the people. Encouragement encourages encouragement. I'm sure Joshua still had questions, and I'm sure that there were moments when it seemed like another option might be easier or might satisfy somehow. But he puts those aside and he trusted in God. He trusted God for his future and because of that he was willing to think of others and to encourage them. Sometimes we can be problem focused and we can't look beyond ourselves and our current situation. Our problems, fears and doubts are real and genuine and I'm not pretending that they're not. But we need to practice listening to God's voice. We need to practice listening to God's affirming voice. And we need to be encouragers of others too. Joshua probably remembered when Moses had doubts and unanswered questions. Yet Moses was encouraged by the Lord and decided to encourage his people as well. And what happens here, right at the start of this book and the story of Joshua, is that God shifts the focus off Joshua and his doubts and fears and places it firmly in his word. Joshua's success in life, all that is to come, 
is determined by the emphasis that he places on the word of God. In verse 8, God commands Joshua to meditate on it. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Meditating on the word of God takes focus and purpose and practice and patience. It requires the kind of obedience that we looked at last week. It's all about taking time. It's about when you think long and hard on something. When we're trying to find the way forwards, we need to root ourselves in God's word and take the situation to God in prayer. We should speak with him about it and then think long and hard about it. And then, when we think we know what to do, go back and listen to what God wants us to do. Joshua set aside his doubts and his fears and he focused on what God had said to him and what God had promised him. And I believe that this is a lesson for us in times of change and transition. When we might be feeling overwhelmed or driven to do our own thing instead of God's thing. If we focus on the problems, then we focus on the wrong things. We focus on our doubts, our needs and our troubles. However, when we focus on the eternal words of God and think on them, we'll spend less time worrying about our troubles. God's encouragement to Joshua takes the focus off Joshua's fears and anxieties and his abilities too. God tells him that Joshua just needs to do what God says and then God will do the rest. The future of the nation of Israel rests not in Joshua's hands but in the hands of God. Things won't work out well because of his own might, mind and materials but because God was about to do a work in his life and in the nation's life through him. And it would happen because Joshua was obedient and focused on listening to God. And this truth is true today for us. Obedience, reading and meditating on God's word, listening to God's voice. These are all Christian habits that we need to develop and practice. They are disciplines and we need to be practicing deliberate discipleship. We need to be obedient in our relationship with God and obedient to the call he puts on our lives. And then we need to keep on being obedient and make sure that we are listening, not to the world, not to ourselves, our fears or insecurities, but to the affirming word of God. We need to be God-focused and then not because of us and our abilities or even the seeming lack of them. God will do what God has purposed to do with us and in us and through us. And then the glory and the honour and the praise will be all God's because the battle and the victory are his.